Father, we give you praise. You don't give God thanks for everything. Thessalonians says, in everything, give thanks. This morning, well, last night, 11.30, my uncle left and um, is gone to be with the Lord. Served for many, many years the community and our lives. Wonderful man. And um, in everything. We thank the Lord for his life. We thank the Lord. We're speaking peace upon the family and grace upon the family that God will strengthen us in the days that lie ahead. Amen. You've got to just understand the importance of being plugged into God. Everything that you need is found in Him. In Him we live, in Him we move, and in Him we have our being. Glory be to God. Clap your hands one more time. Welcome to every one of you online. If you're joining on the first time, please greet. Send your love. Let us know where you are uh, streaming from. Please let us greet you. We are praying for you. We're praying every day for you. We're praying for the families, our loved ones. God has been so amazing to preserve us. God will keep it, put a dome on, over that which is His. You are preserved and you are protected. Doesn't matter. COVID came, COVID must go in Jesus' name. Like challenges must come, challenges must go. Hallelujah. You are victorious. You are winning in Him. Because in Him we live and move and have our being. Is there any COVID in heaven? Is there any depression in heaven? Is there any fear in heaven? No, there isn't. And as He is, so are we in this world. Clap your hands one more time. Welcome to Kingdom Life Embassy. Welcome to the Plugged In. I heard that um, the first session is for Facebook. We have a second service that starts at quarter past 10. It's for Instagram. Welcome to every single one of you. We're going to get into the Word. Um, worship. We're expecting God to do a great thing and a good work for the second service as well. It is uh, the God encounter. Man, let, just stand as I'm reading this. It's, it's so powerful before we pray and get into this. Yesterday we, we prayed and I mean you could feel the fire of God fall here and everywhere. I mean it was so anointed. And a woman started calling me an elderly woman. I mean, she's like, you know, part of the Joshua generation. And she's desperately trying to get hold of me. She's out of Cape Town. She's an elderly woman. She says, listen to the, the message she's finally sent me. She said, good morning, good morning, Doc, and First Lady Zena. Wow, wow, I can't explain, but while praying with you, something inside broke loose. And I continued shouting out loud. Tongues were flowing, tears gushing down my cheeks. I'm not sure whether it was a God encounter. I'm like, hello. But I cannot explain the experience. Oh my God. Real preaching. I feel like I belong there and I'm one of your children in the house of KLE assembly. I can't wait to see you and hear your voices again. And I continue sharing with my family and contacts every message since I started logging in online with you and Pastor Zena. I want you to raise your expectation. Clap your hands and thank the Lord. Because if God can do it in Cape Town, through these airways, He can do it in Paris. He can do it in Zambia. There are people online right now from Dubai. There are people all across the globe. Come on, share to your timelines this morning. Let's get in the Word. Let's raise our expectation. God can heal you. We don't have to go and lay hands on you. We don't have to come to your house. 
we can speak the word of God. Come on, receive it this morning. Receive it this morning. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Good morning to you. Welcome to every one of you online. Please be seated. Let's get into the word this morning. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, Lord, that your hand is upon your people in Jesus' name. Thank you for the anointing. Hallelujah. We give you all the praise and give you all the glory. Thank you for the anointing these lips of clay so we can get understanding about the season we're in. In Jesus' name. Good morning to you. And this is the series we are in. We are called Plugged In. Please put up the picture quickly concerning uh, the four areas. When we speak about being plugged in, what does it mean? We're trying to bring understanding this morning. And God is helping us. So what it means is that when you come to the kingdom of God, you're never going to need to go out into the world to find anything anymore. God has everything that you need to live a life of victory. Greatness is not a, a worldly principle. It is a kingdom principle. And God is teaching you to come into his kingdom and to live a life of greatness. It's the promise he gave to Abraham and to every single one of us this morning. So the number one thing is to understand the connection. So the four points of this plug that goes into the socket, the socket is Christ. Now the plug being you, you've got to make a decision, and we're going to speak about that this morning. The title of my sermon is called To Live a Life of Power. And so your number one is that there's got to be a connection. You cannot live without God and expect the power to flow. You're going to have to understand your connection with Him and then how it affects the world. So the first thing is to understand the connection. We discover that, that the connection is with God the Father and then with a family in the earth. God puts the lonely in a family. So if you've got no family at all, God will show you a church, will show you a pastor, will give you a leader so you can form part of a community in the earth. So do not forsake the gathering of the saints. It is biblical. It is in the Bible that you fulfill your destiny with a people. It's one thing for you to claim that you are called of God and that be your spiritual claim. There must be an earthly reference. There must be somebody on the ground that can say, I've watched this person in operation and truly they can. Are you with me? It's very powerful to understand. You can't claim that you're anointed. Let us see. You take Goliath's head off. Because when Goliath shows up, all pretenders leave the table. We need to know who you are. We need to know that you're connected to God. We need to know that you are plugged into God's system. You are a child of a living God. I am telling you, there's an anointing this morning to break yokes of bondage in this place. And you're going to walk out in victory all the days of your life. Somebody shout, I'm plugged in. When you get plugged in, relationships, a church, destiny, purpose, whatever you're doing, the first thing to ask when you get connected to anybody is why. The question is meaning. It's got to do why we're doing it. Why do you go to church? Why did you get born again? Why are you involved in that relationship? Why are you studying in that direction? Why? You must ask these questions every single day. Because there is no rerun here. This is not a practice run. This is life. And the clock is ticking. So the urgency of us to understand why we're doing things becomes critical. So when God brings you into his kingdom, he first has got to establish the why. I tell you why people mess with the anointing or just look for goosebumps. And God will come because when you're worshiping, the anointing falls and it touches people's lives. But God never is, is the most purposeful being ever. 
And he, when the Holy Spirit falls on the day of Pentecost, is because everybody's aligned with heaven's purpose. They know why the Holy Ghost has to come. So you first got to discover the meaning for your life. You got to find out the reason why you exist. And then we're going to speak about this this morning, the power, the, to live a life of power. What does it mean in that third place? We're all looking for the pleasures. We're looking for, it's God's, um, God delights in the prosperity of his servants. God wants you to be prosperous. And we've got people focusing on things. A new car, a new house, some outfits and, and, you know, a holiday, and we post those things. But nobody's speaking about how we got there. 36 years of marriage, you don't get there living the way you want to live. I'm going to stop right there. Because we post the pictures being on ships and in Rome and marrying again, holidays. People look at the pleasure, but they don't know where the power came from. And this morning, we're going to teach on the power. Is anybody ready with me this morning? Give a good shout and an amen. Second Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1. Oh, I feel the anointing here today. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 1. But know this, that in these last days, First Timothy, Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 1. One. Verse 1. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. Are we living there? You don't know it yet? Are we there yet? We are. Another version says, hard to deal with times have come. You don't even have time for a funeral. You can't even go there because of social distancing. You can't even time to have time to honor people properly, even in their death. It's tough. Every morning we're getting different news and rest in peace and condolences has been the trending word. We're dealing with tough times and you now need to be sober. You need to be connected to God. You need to get connected to his system. You need to understand what the Bible says. And you now need to go and take a different life. Listen to what it says. For men will be lovers of themselves. I'm not going to go into that place. We're not going to preach about that. This narcissistic ways of living. Lovers of money. Boasters. Proud. Blasphemers. Disobedient to parents. Unthankful. Have you ever seen a generation unholy, unloving, unforgiving? How are you going to live in a life of pleasures with all of this? It's impossible to get there. Slanderers, oh, they're quick to slander you, eh? Social media, oh my word. Without self-control. Please say that one more time with me. Without self-control. We're going to teach you about self-control this morning and the power to live a life of power and victory. Brutal, despisers of good. Keep going. Verse 4 says, work with me guys, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Unplugged from God's system. Unplugged from God's plan. Unplugged from just concerned with the world and what the world's got to say. 
Here's where I want us to go. Having a form of godliness, that's religion. Religion says I can go to church on a Sunday, put a smile. How are you, Father? You blessed? It just blessed me. And you're going to live like hell tomorrow. And your family sees it, and the world sees it, but you got a form. Having a form of godliness, that's religion, but denying its power. Having no power in your life, that's a problem for me. My whole life it was a problem. It's the same reason why I never went to church. Why I didn't want to get born again? Because it's like, you know, your life was out of control and, you know, you, you just had to be poor and you, and, you, and you just, you know, you had to go stay where they wanted you to stay. And, go, you know, we only knew about monasteries when you grew up and spending seven years in a monastery. Serious? And, and, and taking a vow of poverty. I said, I don't need God to help me to be poor. I'm poor by myself. If I'm coming to God, there's going to have to be a different understanding. When I came into the kingdom of God, I found out there's not just the word, it's power. When I get plugged into God's system, it produces power. I need a good shout and an amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 20. I don't like the idea that my life is out of control. I don't like the idea that somebody is in charge of my life. I don't like the idea that somebody gets to put something in my body that I don't have a say over. I don't like the idea that I must go and stay in a poor place because I don't have money. I don't like the idea that you control my life and give me hand-me-downs uh, and I'm not in charge of my destiny. Come on, somebody. When you come into the kingdom of God, come on. Read with scripture with me. For the kingdom, come on, read. The kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Religion will never teach you that power must come from your life. Religion will never teach you that you need to make decisions for your life. What does that look like? I want to speak to you this morning about six things that are vital to walk in the power of God. What the Holy Spirit's hovering over. What the Holy Spirit is here for. He is the Holy Spirit and there is power. You shall receive power. But over what is my responsibility? This is what changed my life forever. This is what got me to get up and to move. This is what excites me about the kingdom of God. Because I, do, I unplugged from a religious system and I got plugged into the kingdom of God and I have a relationship with my father. The connection is good. Then I discovered the reason for my existence. Let me give you six things that will, that will change your life forever. To live a life of power, number one, choices. Choices. Glory be to God. To live a life of power, number one is choices. Put up the scripture for me quickly. We'll come back to this. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19. If you can put it up for me, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you. That I have said before you. Life and death. Blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. When you're watching a man that has discovered the meaning for life, connected to God, and you see him walking in the pleasures, that's life. 
That's the life of God. That's what his life has produced. It's because he made a choice. And he makes choices every day. That means someone else is not in control of his choices. He's offered victim seat. Come on, somebody. You can't bless and blame. You can't be pitiful and powerful. You must understand the choice is with you. Write this down, please. God never made a winner or a loser. God made a chooser. That's good. Because I get to choose where I sit, when I get up, when I move, what I study, whether I work for a company or whether I resign. You don't control me. I'm made in the image of Almighty God. He chose me and I get to make a decision for my life. And anytime you go and you say to someone you, that, that, you know, it's because of you that I, oh no. You were a victim. And God never made any victims. When the Holy Spirit came, He put the power button back in your life. You can choose every single day that I'm not going that direction, I'm going this direction. No, I'm not going to say that. Listen, you've got to do the same for social media. You've got to be careful what you even say. And it's okay to say no. Pastor Michelle, you're worn out because you keep saying yes to things you should be saying no. Take charge of your life. It's not God's fault. You were not supposed to be dying early. Can I, just one minute? You understand that death cannot come unless you call it. Jesus said, you can't take my life. When I am ready, I'm going to lay it down. Somebody say, that's powerful. No, say it like you really believe it's powerful. Because for somebody like Jesus, that they could come and attack him his whole life. And when it's time to go to the cross, Peter says, you can't go. He says, you Satan, I'm going. It's my choice. I want somebody to hear me this morning. You keep blaming the world. You keep blaming governments. You're in charge. When the Holy Spirit came, He put you in charge. He says, give them power. Give them authority. The whole kingdom, when you're plugged in it, there's no victim mentality. If I made a poor choice, I can make a better choice. The power of the kingdom, if somebody could understand it, what it is to be plugged into God. When you are in the kingdom and you are connected to him, you're in charge. Somebody just needs to fold their legs on purpose and say, I am in charge. Yeah, why? Why? Why am I saying that? Because you go home and you see strife and you don't address it. It's a spirit. Why don't you go and pray? Anxiety, it's a spirit. When you're in charge, that thing must be driven out. The devil doesn't want you to know you're in charge. He wants to think that your life is out of control. I can't handle this anymore. I don't know what's going on. You got the right to say no. 
You can say no to poverty. You can say no to strife. You can say no to divorce. The last time that God gave somebody a, a man a wife, since the last time I'm doing it, because when you got into trouble, you said it's this woman you gave me. So your wife that's in your house is your choice. You can't blame God. Now you're going to clap your hands. Or someone's going to hear me. My wife is the product of my intelligence choice. <laughs> Let's move on. Give me the second point. Give it up my... <laughs> I'm wide awake for you this morning. I'm telling you. Number two. When I wake up in the morning first, I got a choice what my life looks like. And you know, the powerful thing about a choice is that once you've made a poor choice today and your life is not good, you can make a better choice today and can change the outcome of your life. Number two, his presence. Psalms 16 verse 11. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. The Bible says that times of refreshing comes from being in the presence of God. That's a choice you make. You watch somebody who's in charge of their choices, you start to see a tick. It's a powerful life, that. It's very powerful. It's very powerful. And I'm saying to you, in charge of their lives, meaning that I'm plugged in, right? Because the Holy Spirit's overseeing it all. I'm not saying my choices. I'm talking about being plugged in and the Holy Spirit's influencing my choices. We're coming. Just don't, I don't want to, I don't get things in context here. The second thing is that I, I get to experience the pleasure of being in God's presence. I get to have a God encounter. I turn everything else off and I get into a place of worship. And I begin to walk around and say, Father, thank you. And as I worship God, I feel his comfort. I feel his strength. And that gives you power. Let me give you a scripture, Acts 4.13 quickly. Now when Peter, listen, listen, listen. The world knows whether you've been hanging with Jesus or not. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, this is the world looking at them and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. Because when you plug into his presence, when you are plugged into God's system, the world can see it. I mean, everybody's in charge now of, of, of masks and wherever you go. And I pull up at a shopping center and the security guard said, hey, where's your mask? I'm like, who promoted you, dude? I said, you got a mask on? He says, yes. I said, then you're safe. <laughs> Supposedly. So here's the deal. Is that, is that your timidity is showing because you're not in the presence of God. And the world can see it. There's a boldness that comes from somebody that says, you know what? We're going to do this. 
Listen to me, I'm not being reckless about having church services and the like. I'm asking God every time, what does he say? When God gave me, he said, this is what the Lord says to me last night because, you know, others were trying to put some fear on you. You got no right to put fear on me, man. I rebuke that spirit of fear. You, listen to me, anything, any decision made in fear is sin. Oh, I got so much to teach. Listen to me. You, 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 you can't, as much as I can't impose my faith on you, don't let the world put fear on you. Ask the Lord what's he saying. The Lord gave me a word last night. He says, follow the last instruction I gave you. I said, open the church, go and preach, and just do what I told you to do. And you better walk through these doors through faith. I said, you better leave this place in faith. Because anything that's not done in faith is sin. Point number three, let's go. This is all that produces a life of power. Number one is that the choices you make is impacting your life. Number two is that you are in his presence. You know how to worship the Lord. You know how to have a God encounter. It's going to be good here this morning. Number three is a life of prayer. No prayer, no power. You must ask yourself, how many of these six, six things ticks in your life? Because I can tell you whether you're living a life of power or timidity and fear based upon these six things. The third thing is, are you praying? Little prayer, little power. No prayer, no power. Much prayer? James chapter 5 verse 16. Please give it to me in the amplified version. If you can give it to me in the amplified version, that'll be awesome. No, Genesis, uh, James chapter 5 verse 16. In the Amplified. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, I need it in the Amplified version. Thank you. Confess to one another, therefore, your faults, your slips, your false steps. Confess it, man. When you, when you made a mistake and you made a poor decision, confess it, man. Be quick to repent. Be quick to make right because then your life is not out of control. You bring it back under control when you confess your faults, your offenses, your sins. If you've messed up, fess up. And pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. God doesn't want your life out of control, but sin can do that to you. God wants you when you confess it, my life is back in control. I apologize to you, I repented, I confess that was my mistake. That's somebody who's matured. That's somebody who's not a victim. That's not somebody who's sitting every day and saying, well, let's see what life brings today. No, 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 I don't like that. If I made a mistake, I'm going to tell you. So I can bring my life back under the control of the Holy Ghost. So that I can make a better decision for my life. Everybody makes mistakes. The question is, do you know how to go home prodigal after you step to the pigs? He says, you, you need to come back to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. You want to have peace in your home. You want to say, sorry, honey, I messed up. When last did you apologize? Okay. And the church went click, click. The earnest, heartfelt, continued, continued, 
prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Question, how's your prayer life this morning? Or do you wake up every morning and say, well, Lord, if you, if you want to. Yes, I said continued. It's like taking a lampstand and you plug it out of the socket and you stand the lampstand and say, well, if the Lord wants the lights to go on. Get plugged in, man. Get plugged in through prayer. Come on, somebody. It's time to pray like never before. It's time to pray for your families like never before. It's time to get up from that lazy place and begin to pray like never before. I need a better, stronger amen from you this morning because people's lives are in trouble. Let me say it to you one more time. The devil harasses people who possess no power. He will torment you. No prayer. I mean, last night, yesterday afternoon was yesterday morning, a powerful session. Yesterday afternoon, Pastor said, but what's going on in the atmosphere? She took, it was not, could have been more than two minutes. Release prayer in the atmosphere and everything shifted. It's like, oh, devil, remind you who's in charge here. You can't come into my house and I don't address you. You've got to deal with that spirit of fear. Somebody shout, no fear here. Lift your hands and repent. Say, Father, forgive me of the sin of prayerlessness. Wake up, men ought always to pray. You can't, after I prayed for you, 8 o'clock in the morning, call someone else and say, well, now you pray for me. Did you not receive prayer this yesterday morning? Are you an unbeliever? When we pray, it's done. Which leads me to the third point. Come, give me my, give me my picture. I'm on the fourth one. So it's a life of prayer. This is the tongue. There's power in your tongue. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. You love to speak death, you will eat its fruit. You love to speak life, you're going to eat its fruit. I said to you one more time, death can't come before it's time. You will, when you are ready, the Bible says in Psalm 91, with long life he will satisfy you. Are you satisfied? Yes. Then it's time to go. No. Then say, devil, not now, not this time. I'm not ready. I will call you. Tell him, come on, you're going to say that to death. When I am ready, I'll call you. But I am not ready yet. Come on, somebody. You still got purpose to fulfill. You plugged into the kingdom of God. Rebuke the spirit of death. Rebuke the spirit of fear. Let that thing go. I need a better shout and an amen in this church. Come on, cancel every word curse spoken over your life. Some of you have been speaking yourself to death. My feet are killing me. Must we bury you with your feet hanging? I'm kidding. Please hear me. Stop speaking yourself to death. Stop speaking your marriage to death. Stop speaking your finances to death. Because the power... What you're going to be watching out for is not the devil that's harassing you here. It's that little red devil hiding behind those white pearly gates. 
That devil is causing all the problems. And sometimes you're just like, hmm. It's like, I bless you, man. You got to learn to say that. I cancel every word curse has been spoken over your life. I cancel every word curse has been spoken over your family and over your destiny. I command a new season of blessing and increase because you need to speak yourself to life. But you know, I, I, I'm amazed at some people. Please keep standing just for a moment. I'm amazed how people, they come into the kingdom of God, they plug in and they say, no, I'm not going to say anything. You better be speaking. You better be calling life. Because life and death are in the power of the tongue. The default in the earth is the curse. So if you're not speaking at all, you're just taking on the death that's coming with it. You got something. Come on, somebody. You got something to say about this COVID. You've got something to say over this South Africa. You got something to say over Gauteng. Come on, not here, not now. We cut off this thing in the name of Jesus. We decree and declare there's healing in the name of Jesus. We command the storm to go. We command that these waves now cease in Jesus' name. The storm stops right now. Jesus said, this authority, this man with the authority, in charge. He says, my daughter's sick. Jesus said, we're coming. He says, no. I'm not worthy to come under my roof. Only speak a word. And the word can carry it into my home. And my daughter can be healed. Jesus says, I have not seen this kind of faith. Because he's the one who understood who's got power over the airwaves. Because he is the authority. When you speak the word of God, come on, I speak into every home. I decree and declare that you will have a God encounter in the season. That every sickness and disease is cut off from your life. That you're walking in victory all the days of your life. And all the church said, Please be seated. Stop uprooting when we speak a word. When we speak blessing and healing and wholeness. Anytime you say, well, can you just pray for me? And did we not pray for you? Can you just have a believer? That girl wasn't even in the presence of her father. Jesus just, she never knew what was happening, but the word was spoken. Please, let's move on. For the sake of time. Oh, this is so good for me. Point number five. The Holy Spirit comes where purpose is clear. You want to see a life of purpose? You need to ask yourself on these six, how many do you tick? How many is working in your life? How many are you doing? How much are you walking in this? Because any person who hasn't, the, the less you've got of this, the less, like the weakness shows up everywhere. There's no power in someone's life operating if you don't understand these six things. These are principles. A life of purpose. To everything that is a season. A time for every purpose under the sun. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1. You are given time to fulfill purpose, man. You're not, you weren't born to, to pay debts. Pay your debt to humanity. The Holy Spirit doesn't come for goosebumps and entertainment. 
The Holy Spirit comes to a place where purpose is clear. And if you got it wrong, just come back to the Lord, man. Get back, back connected in. If you missed it. But the Holy Spirit's only here not to make you look like Beyonce. He's not here to make you an imitation of someone else. He's come to draw the real you. It's called purpose. I couldn't speak. 22, the, the, the year 2000, it's the first time I went for a, a, a course to learn how to speak because there was no way I could speak. And I felt the draw and the call of God. But how am I going to speak to people? I don't know how to speak. I got zero in school. And the Holy Spirit comes to empower me to speak. I got to depend upon him every single day when I open up my mouth. Why? It never came out of an education. Never came because everybody else taught me how to speak. The Holy Ghost had to help me and Moses. You only have enough time in the earth to fulfill your purpose, child of God. You only have enough time in this earth to fulfill your purpose. You see, when somebody's in their purpose and understanding that, it's like Jesus said, you can't kill me. Because I'm in my purpose. And when purpose is done and completed, he said, it's better that I go. Why? Because the next step of God's purpose was the Holy Spirit in the heart and mind of everybody else. Amen. 33 and a half years and it's done. Living long, that's not the idea. I studying a woman reading about this, she's 110 or 115. Still sound mind. Sitting, wrinkled, worn out. And they still all everybody, oh, you lived so long, tell us how. She said, I wish I had died a long time ago. The stuff I experienced. My children dying and my family dying. See, I don't know why God's kept me alive for such a long time. What a sad existence. You were here for a purpose, man. Get busy with God's purpose. You want to live a life of power? Get busy with the purposes of God. Get plugged in on God and get the purposes of God for your life. Come on, somebody. Because when you get involved in the purposes of God, you don't fight insignificant battles. You get to pick and choose what you fight. David's anointed, he's plugged into God, he comes onto the battlefield, the brother says, what do you think you're doing? Oh, you just now left those little sheep and your insignificant boy? He turns to his big brother and says, man, isn't there a cause? Are we not here for a purpose? I'm not fighting you. Now you get involved because Saul's armor and the religious armor, they put religious armor on you. David says, no, man. I've not used this kind of stuff before. I only know how to be plugged into God. I only know about the anointing and the power of God upon my life. I only know how to function out of God. The reason why you find people fight every battle. And then they're studying this and they're not the one to study. It's like just calm down. Get into the presence of God so you can find out your purpose. Somebody shout, isn't there a cause? I'm almost done. Give me one more. The power to get wealth. You know, this was the most blessed thing for me. The ability to change my financial status. It's not in the power of God. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you money. Read with me. Come on, I know it's early, but read with me. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you what? Money. 
Shout it again. It's an anointing to make wealth, to get wealthy. That power, he says, you must remember him because he gave the power to you. If you broke, it's your own fault. You can be born into poverty, but I made sure, I said, I'm not going to die in poverty. There's no way. There is no way. Listen to me, child of God, please write this down. Money does not rule the world. Ideas and thoughts do. And when God speaks to you, he's going to drop an idea. He's going to drop a thought. And he'll teach you how to go. That's why you're never going to, when you find somebody chasing after money, you know they're not plugged in. Why? Because money is a man-made construct. When God changes your life, he's going to drop an idea inside of you and he's going to change your circle of friends. He's going to change the people you're connected to. Because you can't build wealth on broke people. When David gets, comes out of there, he's going to be the next king. He kills Goliath and everybody's seeing it and it's an awesome place where the anointing is. What does God do? God changes his alliances. David doesn't go back home to shoveling sheep. Dung. God gives him Jonathan and Jonathan empowers his next move. He takes off his robe. He takes off what he has and because Jonathan comes from a kingly background and the palace, he sees the anointing on David and God gives him Jonathan to empower his next move because you can't build prosperity on a poverty background. Jonathan is a type of Jesus. When you come into the kingdom of God and you get plugged in, Christ gives you everything that you need to live a life of victory. Oh, he's going to give you an idea. Somebody's, let it drop this morning. Come on, somebody. Let a fresh idea drop this morning. Because when you get it right, you're going to dance, baby. You're going to dance. You're going to say, I got it from the Lord. This is the Lord's doing. It's marvelous in my eyes. I just need somebody to shout a good hallelujah this morning. No, I need to believe that this God encounter, God's going to drop one idea. You don't need 10 ideas. You just need one God idea. I'm preaching better than you saying amen. I just gave you everything to live a life of victory. I'll wait until you clap for the Lord. I know the Lord gave it, but he used me. A poverty world, a world, third world nations, your self-image is so messed up. Not yours. Third world nations. Your kingdom citizen. You, you cannot be afraid and shy to say, I'm anointed. I'm carrying God ideas. I respect myself enough to get up from when people are dishonoring me and leave. You will not dishonor me because I respect me too much. I'm made in the image of my father, man. I will not live that way. I'm a too anointed man. Don't hang out with everybody else. I make those choices because I'm protecting the power and the anointing of God upon my life. Quickly, Matthew chapter 25. 
I got four more minutes. Matthew 25, verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. To one he gave five talents. Now please hear me. Let's go back one scripture. Verse 14. In the kingdom of God. He's trying to show you. You a servant of God? Are you a servant of God? Are you a son of God? He's trying to show you what the kingdom is like. He says everybody in the kingdom, when you say yes and you get plugged in, everybody's got a gift. Not one sitting here today, even online, hasn't got a gift. The enemy's telling you, you can't do anything about your financial position. You need a job. That's a world system. You're gifted, man. A man's gift will make room for you and bring before great men. You really believe the lie that if I have seven degrees, it's going to help me. How's it working out for you? You better come into the kingdom and get plugged into the kingdom. I did not say you mustn't study. I said discover your gift and then study around your gift. Because they can fire you from your job, but they can't fire you from your gift. When you come into the kingdom, you get empowered to live a life of power. When you discover a man with his gift, man, you can take everything from him. The things are going to come up again all around him. Put him in a desert. Here comes, you plant trees and you'll grow stuff. Because this man is not afraid of even evil tidings because he's plugged into God. So the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants, who called his own servants, who called his own servants, who called his own servants. Are you a servant of the Most High God? Do you belong to him? Do you belong to him? You're not sure? I'm going to wait until you say, because you see, part of it is I'm saying that, like, I belong to God, and actually I am empowered. I'm actually gifted. And why is the church not saying that? He delivered his own goods to them. He empowered them. Please, let's move forward. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, you see, here's, here's the problem, child of God. You think that God's going to harass you every single day. He's not that kind of God. Once he's giving you an instruction, and he says, start the church, I don't go every day and say, Lord, must I, must I, must I, must I stop, must I stop? Just follow the last instruction I gave you. And if there's anything new, I will tell you what to do. Every day, Lord, what do you want me to do? Who lives like that? Follow the last instruction I gave you. After a long time, the Lord of these servants came and settled accounts with them. He's coming to settle accounts. What did you do with the gift he put inside of you? You keep on believing that everybody else is gifted and anointed. The gifting is inside of you. So he went, so he had received five talents, came and brought five talents, saying, Lord, you delivered me five talents. Look, I found my value in your kingdom. 
Here's the pleasure. I press the power button with five talents. Look, I gained five more talents besides them. What's the response? The Lord said to him, well done. Pleasure. Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Enter into what I do in heaven. Rule. He also had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I pressed the power button. Every day I made good choices. And it's gained me two more. I changed my life with what you gave me. Oh, there's nothing better than that. My life has been changed because I went with God, man. I went with God, the ability inside of me that God said, son, you called to preach. Now write and preach and teach and raise up leaders. And God has helped me every single day. And I'm getting better. I'm not where I want to be. But I'm telling you the wonderful talent God gave me. We are increasing this thing. I need a better shout from the church. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you rule over many things, enter into the joy of your Lord. Come on, guys. Then he had received the, the one talent, came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you've not sown and gathering where you've not scattered seed. I was afraid. Somebody shout, no fear, yeah. And I went and I hid your talent in the ground. And so what did you do with your life? I watched TV, and I was watching all the scores in the soccer, and, but I did buy a Man United top, and I just did nothing with my life. And the world was in charge of your life. Instead of taking your talent and working it every day, and pressing the power button in the morning, and say, God, the day that you gave me, I'm making a better decision today for my family, and for my, it produces pleasure. Listen to what the Lord says. Look, there you have what is yours. You can't give back to God. When, when, even if you put a seed in a woman, you put a seed in there, she gives you back a baby. You give her groceries, she gives you a meal. You give her trouble. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over in that house. Not in your house. Not in your house. The Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant. You mean to tell me that every single day I gave you, you wouldn't get up and press that power button and say, I'm in charge here. And speak life and pray. The reason why, the only reason why people aren't living their destiny, in their destiny and their purpose is because they're lazy. I, I would say two things. One, you don't understand. And I would rather say that. But there are people that you preach to over and over and over again, and they're lazy. He called him, you wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money. At least get up and go to the bank. You don't even leave your house. You went to go and dig it in the ground and leave it and bury it there. You can't hear stop nutty uncles to me. With the bankers, and at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10. What's God looking for? Somebody who wakes up every single morning with the power of God in their lives 
and is able to take the one thing that God gives him and steward it to the next generation. God, listen, heaven's business is not non-profit. There's no section 21 in heaven. You better come back. The man who never produced the prophet got fired. He got fired. Your life must produce better. You must begin to walk with the power of God in life. That's why you're in the kingdom of God. My time is up. Because even what you have will be taken away. This kingdom is real, family. The kingdom has got power. Please put it up on the final, those final that I, that I put up. Just put it up one more time. Life is a matter of choices and every choice you make makes you. It's making you. God chose you. Now you need to choose him back. You've got to make that choice because the power is in your hand. Choices are making you every single day. Poor choices is stealing life from you. Good choices is adding life to you. Do you consider your choices every day? Number two, are you in his presence every day? Oh, at least I did go to church. No, no, no. No, no, no. Even the devil can smell if you haven't been with the Lord. <laughs> Number three is that, do you live a life of prayer? How's your prayer life? No prayer, no power. Your tongue. Ah, the Lord only knows I'm joking when I say, ah. Blah, blah, blah. Your spirit doesn't know that. Your spirit's producing whatever you're speaking and putting into it. I'm never going to be. Okay, then you produce for them, never going to be, whatever it is. You're not going to stay broke. I said, you're never going to stay broke. Even if sickness comes, it must go. And it must lose. The powers in the tongue. You will live and not die. And when you find somebody who's connected into purpose, oh my word, they only go home when the assignment's done. They only go home when the assignment's done. The rest of the people, you must put up a tombstone to remind us, oops, once upon a time that person lived. Because when you come into purpose, your whole life is laid in the hearts and minds of the people you're called to impact. It's called purpose. Number six, I can get up every day because I have got a gift. It's not your gift, it's my gift. And if you don't like my gift, I go and sell it somewhere else. But we're putting this thing together so that I will never die broke. I'm preaching to you. Are there any people in faith here? I'm saying this is the last day you are broke. You're going to walk with your gift and the anointing and you're going to serve the world with your gift. There's nothing we can do about the color of your skin, son. There's nothing, can do, they can, there's nothing you can do with the fact that, you, that you're female. Your family background, even some of the things you grew up into, like whatever religious system, even some of the education pl places you end up, wherever you grew up. But I can't make an excuse for the fact that I come from Coronationville. I then, of course, went on radio this week and then I was reminded. I grew up in Cori, but I was born in Rivoli. Let me tell you how, how, how bad. 
You want to find out like what people call like if you speak about born in Flinders Street. That is Rivoli extension. That where they write people off because they born on the wrong side of the tracks. Honey, we were all born on the wrong side of the tracks. I don't care how bad it was. I don't care where you were born. You don't have to stay there. You can take back the power. You can make a better choice. I don't, come on somebody, I need a better shout in an amen. It's just time to make a better choice. Let's lift our hands, my time is up. Father, forgive us for acting like the victim and like our lives are out of control. I'm asking you to empower us this morning. Show us what we can do for your kingdom and for your glory. I pray that nobody under the sound of my voice will blame their parents, blame government, blame even you but that we'll take responsibility for our actions and our decisions. I thank you for an, a generation that's empowered to get up and to move forward. Doesn't matter where we come from, that this moment and this time, there is a new work happening in the heart and mind of your sons and daughters, that everybody's plugged into the kingdom of God. There's a reason for our existence. And our heart's desire is to bring you pleasure. That at the end of our assignment, we can come home to be with the Lord. And we will hear the words, Thy good and faithful servant. Well done. Thy good and faithful servant. Father, I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice. That you'll do a brand new work in their lives, their home, and, their, and in their minds. Good choices to make every single day. And when we've messed up, we're coming back. Come on, somebody. Just tell the Lord in your own, just by yourself. You're going to pray. Don't let me pray for you. This is my prayer. Make it your prayer. Say, Father, forgive me for the poor choices I've made. I've come to repent this morning. Come on online. Say, Father, forgive me. Cleanse me of all sin and of all unrighteousness. Where I've held on to money, you told me to sow. When I spoke death, when you said speak life. When I made poor choices for my family and for my home. Father, help me to be a person that is responsible, that makes good choices, that my life will always bring you praise and bring you glory. Jesus is the answer. If you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you need to be born again, child of God. That's the best choice I made because all the power came here. And we, as God has built our lives up, He alone gets the glory. But we are not victims. We are not broke. We are not without an answer. We are not without hope. We have power to live in this life and in this earth as victorious as Jesus called us to be. I bless you today in your giving, in your serving. Thank you for the offerings, Father. Bless your people. Strengthen us. I call you today as heaven has called you today. Set before your life and death. Choose life that you and your descendants may live. God bless you in your giving. Amen and amen.